Jesus, we come to you right now. Knowing that you're the great physician, we know and believe that you are present. Okay, today's today's scripture is from Acts 26, 19 to 29. Therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in... Hello? Oh, there we go. (laughs) And throughout all the region of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. For this reason, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. To this day, I have had the help that comes from God. And so I stand here testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass, that the Christ must suffer and that by being the first to rise from the dead, 
he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. And as he was saying these things in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. But Paul said, I am not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I am speaking true and rational words. For the king knows about these things, and to him I speak boldly. For I am persuaded that none of these things has escaped his notice, for this has not been done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. And Agrippa said to Paul, In a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? And Paul said, Whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me, this day might become such as I am, except for these chains. This is the word of the Lord. Um, did you did you know that you can earn money by becoming an influencer? Did, did you know that you could start a social media account and do weird things to gain followers in order to then have other people and companies give you things so that you can show those things on your social media accounts in order for those people to think they need to get that very thing and then buy it. And you become an influencer. It's an actual profession. Now, content creators are kind of upset by that on these kind of social media things because there's lots of people who are doing absolutely seemingly nothing in order to become an influencer so that they can make money. Now, the capitalist in me says, good on them. Way to... Take advantage of the system. At the same time, I can understand why content creators who are making things that are uh, supposed to be valuable to help us, you know, like life hacks and those kind of things. No, not life hacks. It's amazing that there are people who get paid to just say this is what you need. Actually, it's not that amazing. Because if you think about it, that's really what advertising is all about, right? I mean, advertising is about creating a problem that you didn't know that you had in order to sell you a product to solve that problem that you just now now know that you had. Now, that might be a little cynical way to look at advertising because there are definitely problems that we have that people need to know about, but did you realize that people didn't know they stank a long time ago until somebody who created deodorant and said, you need this to keep you from stinking and offending the people around you? No lie. Truth. Like deodorant was non-existent till somebody said, what if we convince people that other people don't like the way that they smell? Then we can get them something that will cause them to not smell so bad and they'll buy it from us. Influence is a huge thing. And for us, all of us, because we are those who want to be liked or loved, we are easily influenced. 
most of us don't live our lives in a way that says, I don't want to be known and liked and loved. There's very few of us who are kind of like, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. Now, I'm pretty close, to be fair. Most of the time, I'm not that worried what people think about me until I stop and think. And I go, actually, no. No, I do. I do care. And that makes us susceptible to what people are saying and what people are doing. And all around us, we think, oh, we need to follow suit so that we can be part of the crowd. Malcolm Gladwell is an author and podcaster and influencer. And he has written several books. And one of his books was called The Tipping Point. And in it, he defines it this way. The tipping point is that magic moment when an idea or a trend or a social behavior crosses a threshold and tips and spreads like a wildfire. He talks about three types of people who walk to help make tipping points happen. They are those that are pioneers, that are the early adapters, that say this is something that needs to happen, whether it's a pair of shoes that you need to wear or a belief system that you need to know about or a lie that is trying to be spread. And then there are mavens, those who bring credibility to it. And then there are salespeople who are like, this is what you need to believe. This is the thing that will help fulfill that thing that you're missing. Now, for those of us who are in church, for those of us who gather together as a, a, a group of people who are either believing or we're belonging in hopes to believe or we're trying to figure out what we believe, sometimes we can go, yep, that's the way the world works. It's all out there. That's what happens. Trying to get influence to control, to dominate, to get an agenda across. But Katie... Beatty has just written a new book called Celebrities for Jesus, and it points out how there are, even within the church and the gathering of faith, places where platform becomes more important, or brand becomes more important, or power becomes more important than the reason why they began in the first place. And so we can't sit back and just <clears throat> judge the world, right? We have to sit and look at our own hearts in this and say, there are places that we are influenced by those who are desiring something other than for our good, for where we're at. That's where we're at with King Agrippa here. This king who knows about the things of Jesus, it's very clear because Paul says, I know you know these things. You've seen them. You've heard them. He's sitting in this place hearing Paul that he's given the right to speak to. And Paul is taken advantage of it. But he also has Festus and others within the court sitting next to him. And he's listening to Paul tell his story. Trying to influence him. Trying to give him direction and understanding. And King Agrippa sits there waiting and listening. Now, we got here because Paul went to Jerusalem, who knew that he was going to go to Jerusalem. And as soon as he got to Jerusalem, those of the Jewish nation wanted him dead. 
And so they went to attack him. Now, Paul was born a Roman citizen as well. And he says, I'm a Roman citizen, which took him out of the Jewish court system and put him into the Roman court system. And he basically uses his advantage in order to move up. And finally, he just says, I just need to go to the emperor. Now, that emperor is Emperor Nero. That's amazing that Paul's thinking, I want to go there. That's pretty bold. But it's also a way for him to be protected. There's a plot to kill him, and so that's thwarted, and they bring him finally to this place. Now, in those chapters that you were asked to read, we see Paul tell his conversion story a couple of different times. That's important for us to remember and know as we think about influence, as we think about this place where we struggle with what is influencing us. What are the things that we're listening to that make our hearts sing that maybe shouldn't be making our hearts sing anymore? And so we're in this place, and King Agrippa is in front of Paul finally. And he says, tell me your story. Tell me what's going on. And it's at that point that Paul lets him know what is happening, what's going on with him. And he tells him his conversion story again. Look, I was a Jew among Jews. I'm a Roman citizen. I believe that Jesus of Nazareth and the people that followed him were wrong. However, on the way to Damascus, I experienced something miraculous. And from that time, I have only been doing what that vision and God told me to do, which was to spread the truth. He goes down. Let me reread to you what you just heard. He says... To this day, this is verse 22, I have had the help that comes from God, and so I stand here testifying both to the prophets and Moses and would come to pass, that what said would come to pass, that the Christ must suffer and that by being the first to raise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. Over and over again, Paul's been doing that. And he says it again. King Agrippa's sitting here, and he's listening. He's pondering. He's wondering. And Festus says, Paul, you're out of your mind. You're crazy. So at that moment, King Agrippa has to recognize that there are people within the courts who, if he says to Paul, I believe you're right, are going to look at him and say, you're crazy too. You're out of your mind that you believe what this guy is saying. And so that's the first thing that happens. King Agrippa holding in, looking, analyzing, thinking about, he gets told, if you believe this, you're crazy by all the people that are around him. Then Paul says, I'm not out of my mind. <laughs> I am absolutely not out of my mind. And King Agrippa, I know you believe. I know that you know these things. Do you believe? And King Agrippa gets a little squiggly. And he says, do you think you're going to persuade me in such a short Do you think you have the power to do that, Paul? See, it's a non-answer. <laughs> it's a way to protect himself so that people around him don't think that he's crazy, but at the same time, he's not fully committing to it. 
it gives him the ability to sort of say, I never believed that at all. But there's something about King Agrippa. There's something about the knowledge that he has. There's something that's going on that Paul, through Holy Spirit, is able to say to him, you know all this stuff. I know you believe it. Now say it. Do you believe it? And then Paul gives this great answer back to him. He says, I wish that all would believe that are hearing me and become just like me, except for these chaps. In that moment, King Agrippa had a choice to make. He had a place where he could move in one direction or another. And he doesn't do it. He doesn't stand up and say, nope, you are crazy, or nope, I believe. He stays in the middle, still allowing himself to be influenced by both sides of the equation of what is happening. Now, the interesting thing that we see here is that oftentimes in this place, we are being moved to be influenced by either a philosophy or an ideology or a product. And so in that Roman culture, they were looking at it as a philosophy, a change of life, right? Or, or a, a practice. These guys practice this this way, and we practice religion this way. And so they're wrong, and we're right. And so it becomes a battle between ideologies that are looked at. These places that are saying, we're the right way to live, or you're the right way to live. Boy, does that sound familiar to you? That in the world today, and, and even within the church, there are those who stand up and they say, this is the right ideology, this is the right way to live, or this is the right way to live. That they say, you can only live this way or that way. I, I don't like using illustrations from my passport country that often. I try not to. But over the last week and a half, the president of my passport country has brought out a program that's going to forgive $10,000 worth of college debt that students have uh, um, incurred. Um, 10000 most student debt levels about 120000 just to put it in perspective. Aren't you thankful you're in Australia? Now, whether you agree with the policy or not, I, I'm not going to debate that. I will tell you this. I will say that it actually doesn't solve the problem <laughs> that's there. But it will help some people who are desperate and can't even make their student loan payments because of where they're living. And so to have 10000 taken off of that is a pretty great thing. right? But what I have noticed happening in the internet sphere are people saying if you think that Jesus isn't about debt reduction then you're not a follower of Jesus or if you think that Jesus would be about canceling debt now that's this is a hard argument but canceling debt then you're not about Jesus and they're equating what Jesus has done towards sin to an economic structure. 
Now, that's weird in and of itself. But the problem, the deeper problem is this. If you don't do it the way we think you should do it, then you're not believing. Influence. Influence. A philosophy. (laughs) A practice. An ideology. We also have that happening in our own hearts. It's not just out there. It's not just folks that are trying to influence us. We have our own little Instagram influencer in the soul, in the pit of our hearts that is going, I think you should live this way. This is what will bring you fulfillment. This is what will make you feel good about yourself. And what we tend to do when we decide, yes, I like that little influencer, is we begin to gather around people that share that same idol. Uh, uh, I almost said idolatry, which would be accurate. Idolat- ideology. And that way they can confirm that little influencer in our heart that's saying, this is, yeah, this is the way you should go. Have I made the argument? Can you tell I'm a little discombobulated still? Yeah, good. Just want to be fair. So I'm going to wrap this up. Here's the thing. Paul didn't bring an ideology. Paul didn't bring a practice. Paul didn't bring influence of his own. Paul, when he was speaking to Agrippa, brought the person of Jesus. Paul, when he was speaking to Agrippa, said, this is how Jesus has changed my life. This is how I was once lost, but now I'm found. This is how I was going and following the influences outside of myself and within my own heart towards destruction. And yet Jesus, the person of Jesus, the ultimate one who holds all influence, came and rescued me. King Agrippa, it's what's been said since the very beginning that Christ will come and die and suffer to save us and bring us into new life as he will be the firstborn of resurrection. If you are here today, know this. There is no reason for us to fear the influences that we have outside of ourselves and inside of ourselves if we are connected through Holy Spirit to the person of Jesus. But if we allow those influences to become primary in our heart, then we should be fearful indeed. Because at that place, we will neglect to see 
that the one who is greater than any influence, who sacrificed all of that power to come as a humble servant and die for us, is seeking after you to bring you to safety and salvation so that you can then lead and influence towards him. That we then become those who are influencers like Paul for Christ. That we walk in that way of saying there is nothing else matters. There is no ideology that reigns supreme. There is no practice to put in place that will save my soul. It is only Christ and Christ alone. And so we move into that place. And we hold everything that is coming at us in light of Jesus. And we let it filter through him. And the things that need to be burned up will be burned up. And the things that need to take root will take root. And the things that need to bear fruit will bear fruit. And the things that will bring glory to God will bring glory to God. And we don't do that by ourselves. We do that together. And sometimes we have to say, you're letting something influence you that's not supposed to be influencing you. And sometimes we have to say, you think I have something influencing me that shouldn't be influencing me? Have I missed the step with Jesus? Because that's who is the greatest influence of all for us. All right, let me pray. <laughs> Jesus, you are good, and all you do is good. We thank you for the book of Acts. We thank you for the history of the church. We thank you that we had the great privilege to go through it. We thank you for the words of Paul here to Agrippa. Let us know and believe just as he wanted those to believe. And we thank you that we don't have to be in chains like Paul was. If there's anything that's not from you today, we ask that it burn up, that it go away. But if something is from you today, God, we ask that it will take root in our heart and bear good fruit for you and ultimately bring you praise and glory. It's in your holy and precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.